What's going on? Victor Cruz here, and you're listening to the Victor Cruz Show. And I'm just here, I guess. This yeah, P- is PR. PR's also here. I'm sorry. Uh, PR's also here. You know what? We're not going to do this. You know what? I'm going to do the plug they asked us to do on Winner's Circle Media, and I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Victor Cruz. This is the Victor Cruz Show. Uh, we are back for another episode. When I say we, um, let's be clear. I just I do this show. You know, this is my show. It's called the Victor Cruz Show. This guy named Paul just kind of just happens to be here, also known as PR. Um, but PR, PR is also here. You know, I'm going to be honest. I was hoping we were beyond this, and I was hoping we had a fresh start coming into this. Um, I guess not. But uh, but here we are, another episode and uh, another show. And uh, what's going on, man? Tell me what's good. How I'm you excited good? to be here, man. I'm excited okay. to get this done. You've been busy with your day job, all right? I have, I have. Today it's Friday, September 9th, by the way. Um, Big I week. Have, it's a huge week. We play the Dallas Cowboys. You know what? It might not get bigger. Uh, th- this is it, man. Like, like oh, you know what? Let, let's let's get no we'll, we'll, we'll come we'll come man. back to this. We'll come back to this. Yo. We haven't talked to you. A lot has happened with you. A lot has happened with you since we last spoke. Talk to us about preseason, man. The ups, the downs, and everything in between. Oh man, preseason was uh, another bit of a whirlwind. But I, you know, I remained positive. I knew that I was going to be able to come through the other end, and and and, uh, and I knew my time was going to come. But I had to, you know, God had a plan for me. He wanted me to be patient. He wanted me to, you know, go a specific course and. Came out the gates firing, practicing, everything was great. Ran into a little groin injury um, that kept me out, I want to say, three or four practices. Um, missed the first two games of the uh, preseason. So can we can we talk about that for a little bit? Mm-hmm. Like, I know you and I speak daily. Um, your mindset going into camp, you're like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I mean, I had I worked out with my trainer. Diligently this off season, shout out to Sean Donnellan, um, and he had me right, man. I was doing, you know, my whole lower body felt great. I mean, I was posting, you, you know, everybody that follows me on Instagram, Twitter, you saw those videos that I was posting, um, just about my recovery and my rehab, just giving people, you know, an update on how I'm doing. Now, now did the team match you like? With- Match your mentality when you came in. Were they like you're ready to go? Were they like, "Whoa, keep They were still like, tentative. I mean, not tentative. I mean, they were still making sure I was still building what we got you. You know, off of the foundation we set during the uh, OTA program, and um, and it was great, man. I mean, I've been going through this. I've been going through practices. I feel great. I'm putting good stuff on film, and I'm just excited to you know I had I had an opportunity to make a couple plays in in the uh, Jet game. Yes. Saw that. Um, so we're going to talk about that too. We'll talk about the check game. Okay. But going back to the groin injury, at any point was it like, uh oh? No, I can't. I, you know, you know your body. Because I can tell you the fans. Oh, it was. And social media was like, uh oh, yeah, like here we go again. <laughs> so like, that happens. You pull up in practice. Like, what's your mentality? Like, shit. Um, a little bit. Obviously, initially, like, you know, damn again, mm-hmm. like, you know, but it, it wasn't. I knew. That it was just wear and tear from training camp. It was just mm-hmm. wear and tear from, you know, being out there every day in that heat, battling with my teammates. You know, that's what that's what this is all about. And things happen. So I knew it wasn't a huge deal. I knew I just had to go out there and get it fixed up and and uh, and go from there. But you know, I did what I had to do. I, I was ahead of the curve when it came to the rehab. I went to treatment. I made sure I was right. So to come out the other end and then to be ready for the Jet game, it was uh, it was kind of perfect. But like it's it's easy and and truly a blessing for us to be sitting here now having this conversation, right? But like when you're going through that, and like I said, you and I speak daily, and and during that time, I was very careful on what I should. Normally, we send each other 15 memes a day, and then you see this post and all that, right? And it's always a good time. Um, I was very careful in what I sent you. Um, there was a lot of doubt out there. There was a lot of like, you know what? Maybe it just didn't work. I saw, you know, media and press being like, hey, you know what? Great guy, but maybe it's time to just say this didn't work out. Mm-hmm. Did you hear any of that? Did you for a second doubt or believe any of that? Like, what was your mindset going when the groin happened? Um, when the groin happened, I was a little, you know, I was bothered by it. I kind of felt, you know, I was kind of sad. I was down. 
Um, but I knew that I just had to get back to the drawing board, man. I knew that I, I'm not giving up. Like, there's no way that I'm going to let this moment to come back to be the best that I can be to have another chance. Yo, this whiskey. Yo, yo. This guy's going to be drunk by the end of the show, man. Oh, my God. That's a Yo. God, Lee. hour. Oh, my God. Take it easy, Yo, no mixes. Wow. Where's Alex at? My back. Oh, man. Uh, but I knew I knew that uh, I was going to be better. I knew that I was going to get back out there and, um, you know, I'll be back out there with my team. And the, the best part was, I think the best part for me psychologically was going out there for that for that Buffalo game. Mm. I mean, going out there warming yeah, up. So that, that's not normal. You went out there knowing you weren't going to play. Most And correct me if I'm wrong, most guys when they're injured or rehabbing or whatever the case is, they stay behind, get treatment. The announcement was made that you were traveling with the team and you dressed. What was the thinking behind that? Like, So the thinking behind that was that I had just gotten over the groin that week, but I didn't have enough practices to play in the game. Okay. But they didn't want me to feel like, another, you know, on the sideline again in a shirt with, you know, shorts on. They wanted me to feel involved and get ready for the next week because I was going to play against the Jets. Um, so they wanted me to get dressed, go out there and just do the warm-up, get a little sweat going, run some routes. And just begin to feel good about yourself and put this jersey on again. You know, it's been two years since I put that jersey on. Wow. On game day. Wow. So to put that jersey on again and to get back out there, um, even if it was just only, you know, the warm up mm-hmm. and the stretches mm-hmm. and the individual drills, it was definitely good for my morale. I remember hitting you, you know, after that game and asking you how you feel and you said, physically, I feel great. I don't know if you remember this conversation, but you mm-hmm. said, physically, I feel great. But it feels amazing to be with my guys. One thousand. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the best part. I mean, football is, you know, when you line up on Sundays, it's all good. Like, it's, you know, you're playing the game and, you know, you're pretty much out there figuring it out with the team, but you're running routes. But it's those moments when you're in those meeting rooms joking with each other and on those trips, on the bus, on the plane, joking with each other, talking. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I miss. Mm-hmm. Like I, those are the moments that I can't take back. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, that was the that was definitely the best part. So that brings us to the jet game, and I, and I will tell you this: if if I'm writing a script, if you and I are writing a script for Hollywood, no one would buy this script. It'd be like, <laughs> come on, dude! Like seriously, like he goes and makes the team. Was it? What is it now? How many years you been in the league? It's my seventh year. So seven years ago, that first Jet preseason game. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago, you go and you scored three touchdowns, undrafted, right? Everyone knows the story. If not, the book, where can I get the book? You can get uh, Barnes and Noble. Actually, <laughs> it's, it, they just went on clearance, unfortunately, but. You know, you can for, for a cool five ninety nine. You can go get here five ninety nine. Yeah, it's a lot of boxes back there. We just gotta get it. We gotta get it out. You know, get that product out. It's a New York Times bestseller. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, blue. like Jets game, right? That's kind of like that. I think. When, it, when it, your career is all said and done, years from now, everyone will point back to that Jet game as being the launching pad. It was only right that that first game. And again, I saw reports where they were like, this is it. This is decision day. If he can't get through this game, you know, it may be time. Like, did you feel that? What was your mindset? Did you feel that pressure going into it? Like, a little bit. I did okay. feel that pressure going into okay. it, but I knew I had a conversation with my head coach, and, you know, there was assurance there that this team hadn't given up on me. So, can you talk about that conversation? I'm not asking you what was said in the conversation, mm-hmm. but it was. Uh, uh, the media really spoke about how that was a pivotal moment, kind of, you know, Coach McAdoo's his first year um, as the head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that was a pivotal moment, kind of not, I won't go as far as saying in your relationship, but in your comeback. Can you talk about what that meant to you, that conversation? It meant a lot, man. It was it was similar. It's funny. I had a conversation with Coach Coughlin, uh, you know, my rookie year when I first made the team. And even though I was elated, I made the team. Actually, I'm, I'm sorry, my second year after I made the team. And uh, my second year is when we won the Super Bowl. So just to put it in perspective. And then wow. I went in his office. The sec- you know, I made the team, and I'm happy. And I go up in his office, and he says to me, uh, he goes, you need to do a little bit more than what you've shown to us in, in, in the preseason. This is your second year? It's my second year. <laughs> and he says to me, wow. uh, he goes, because there's some guys, you know, out there on that waiver wire that we're, that we're taking a look at. And I was like, okay. Cold world. And I flipped the switch, man. I mean, when I say flip the switch, it just 
trigger something and that's what I needed I needed that you know I just I like to be given a task especially as a football player as an athlete you you're given a schedule every day you're given play uh, play calls and your plays and that's how you go about your business you you're given a path to succeed essentially you're given a plan to succeed and this is your plan these plays or whatever the case may be so the fact that he gave me a plan I was like okay I have to you know I got to turn up like this is different like this isn't you know something that's uh, gonna come again like people don't get a second shot at this so mm-hmm. I know I had to put my best foot forward and I did so I don't know if you remember the text I sent you before the Jets game uh, I said you know this is just another step in the process right because I know you as a competitor I know you as an athlete like I knew your chest was gonna be on fire coming out that tunnel right and um I texted you, I don't know, probably an hour before you went to the stadium, and I said, another step in the process, get in there, have fun, get hit, get up, and we move on to the next one. And that's kind of sort of what happened. I'm not going to say I had anything to do with it. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. It's not about me, this show. It's your show, the Victor Cruz show. Um, talk to me about the game itself, like what it felt like getting the reception, getting hit. Um, the game was insane, man. Everything just from the pregame to everyone, you know, screaming your name and wanting a photo and feeling that again and then to walking out there on my first drive and we're in the the south uh the south end zone and I come out actually north end zone where we come out of the tunnel from and I'm walking out there and the whole back of the end zone just stands up and yells cruise like they don't just yell cruise they yell cruise (laughs) (laughs) but uh it was just you know I get goosebumps every time every time I hear it home or away um, every time, you know, it's just it's just a testament to how the fans give back to their players that they love and that are from this area and really made an impact to their team that they love forever, it seems like. So, you know, just that those two moments were like pivotal moments for me to, to be reassured that this this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my life. So I'm about to ask you a question I haven't asked you. And you you okay. you are my brother, one of my best friends. Like I said, we talk too much sometimes <laughs> cut day team had to roster cuts down to 52 players 53 53 players mm-hmm. a shredded out that you may be you know you may get cut was that I mean that was floating around you know like was there ever any doubt that you may not make this team no uh, I, I never had any doubt in my mind I knew you know, what this organization wanted to get out of me and, and what, you know, I meant to this organization. And I think uh, I think this moment and being on this 53-man roster was a part of the plan and part of the process to continue, you know, my career there and then continue to be in a position to win games. It's all about winning in this, in this sport. And I think that's, um, you know, exactly what we wanted to do. And I think that's, that's why I made the team, so I can continue to have that impact. Uh, on and off the field. So that leads us to Dallas, man. Dallas, man. Here we are. Present day. I, I literally, for, for a week one, it can't get any bigger. It can't. I'm like, kidding. it's literally 9-11, right? And what that means to our city, and you know that better than anyone in this city. It's opening night, which is like opening day, which is, you know, as big as it gets, excitement. Everyone has a, sh- a chance to win the Super Bowl. And it's the Dallas Cowboys. And it's in Dallas, mm-hmm. um, Jerry World. Yeah, like how are you? How are you feeling? Like, are you excited yet? Do you have butterflies yet? Are you nervous? Um, I've been, I've had butterflies maybe all week. <laughs> um, Is that normal for you? Like, when do you normally? I know you get nervous really, every I game, nervous but every game I get butterflies. But it doesn't start game. all week. It doesn't start all week. I mean, because like. The media just does such a good job of asking you questions, and then I'm doing interviews, and then I mean, you know, it's like, I mean, it's a blessing, don't get me wrong, but it's just, you know, the media has to hype it up so people can be ready for it, anticipate it, and then, uh, and then take it from there. But it's been, it's been a good week because I've been kind of reflecting, and people are giving me all these numbers the last time. You know, the last time we won an opening game was 2010. Wait, the last time we the New York our, Giants our won an opening, opening home or away, a home first opener. game of the season. 2010. 2010. And when was the last time you won a Super Bowl? 2011. So even in the year you won a Super Bowl, you lost the home opener. You lost the home opener. Really? So that was. I remember that game. 
I lied. The Redskins. Because I dropped a pass in that game in the first game. And you remember that. And you remember, remember dropping a pass. And I didn't play the rest of the game. And the next game, they brought in Brandon Stokely. Um, and then Brandon Stokely. And then Mario Manningham couldn't play in game three. Is this your second year? It's my second year. This is after that conversation. After like, that conversation. hey, you need a little more out of you. Mm-hmm. And then the third game of the season, Mario Manningham couldn't play. He was ill or something. So it was me, Hakeem Nix, and Brandon Stokely. And that was the Philly game week three when I had four for like 109 and two touchdowns. You said light too. You're like four for 109. Nah, nah, nah. Four for 109, just light. This is nothing that Giants fans don't already know. You're like, it's just factual. You Google it. You, you know what I'm saying? It's in a couple hey. of Wikipedia articles too. <laughs> hey, how's it been with uh, Coach McAdoo? It's been great, man. Yeah? I just found out, yo, shout out to Coach McAdoo. For just being a G, he's 38 years old. Coach McAdoo's 38 years old? McAdoo's 38 years old. What yeah. up, Coach Mac? I, when you know he's like close to the age, you what up, Coach Mac? What up, like, Coach? What up, Coach? <laughs> Hit your chest twice, Coach Mac. Hey, when you hear, when, not you, because you're a professional athlete. When I hear stuff like that, I'm like, I need to get my shit together. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear, when you hear a, a head coach in the national, not just a head coach in the National Football Organization, mm-hmm. like a head coach of the New York Giants, one of the most storied franchises, he's thirty-eight years old. <laughs> you know what I was doing at thirty-eight? You know what? Never mind. This is a front. You know, never mind. Never mind. I'm, 30, I'm thirty-eight. Yeah, listen, man. And you're not, and you're not the head coach. And, and producer E, you're not the head coach of the New York Giants. Oh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Coach Coughlin will be doing Sunday? I don't know. I, I think he's going to be tuned in. He's working for the NFL now. For the NFL? He's working for the NFL. Okay, dope. I, I don't know what exactly he's doing. He actually texted me the other day. Really? Yeah. Coach Coughlin texts. Coach Coughlin does text. I'm going to be honest with you. When you say Coach Coughlin, I picture him like opening his flip phone. <laughs> Right? And texting with the numbers, like you got to hit fun, three three funny. times. I've never actually seen him. <laughs> it's very true. I've seen what was going. Coach Coughlin's a G. So he texted. What did he say? If you if you can share, I don't know. If um, I can share. I mean, he says you know something along the lines of you know it's, your journey has been amazing and um, you know congratulations on being having a successful rehab and getting out there for Dallas. I never doubted you, not even for a second. Uh, best of luck to you uh, in game one and the rest of the season. That's dope. I remember I remember when when you guys were struggling a little bit and got off to like a rough start. I think it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. And the media was going completely. We like, oh, for like Yeah, like, seven, right. It started off like really bad, right? And I think the Sharks were circling like, hey, he should retire. He should do this. He should step down. And I remember asking him, like, you think Coach Coffin will step down? And you said one word, never. It's just mm-hmm. not how he's built. No way. It's just not. It's just not in his blood, man. You can tell the amount of fire that guy has. I mean, he took. He honestly still wants to coach. To be honest with you, I mean, I've heard several reports that he still would like to coach, and I don't put that past him not even for a second. But um, I mean, it's just in terms of an organization, in terms of what they want. I mean, I guess the relationship just ran, ran its course. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it was any anything negative, or they felt like he was a bad coach, or. It just run its course, you know. It's just one of those things. So, I'm happy he's still involved in football, and I'm happy that I can be able to have some years where I won a championship with him, and I can mm-hmm. cherish those moments, and uh, and we can take it from there. So, funny story. Um, on Tuesday, mm-hmm. U.S. Open. Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. On Wednesday, Victor and I. We watched Serena get busy. Uh, yes, we go. We went to the U.S. Open uh, with our good friends, uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. We were in their suite, which is like the size of like two of my apartments. <laughs> um, and we're out there. And if anyone's been in the suite or seen a suite, you have like the inside suite area, lounge area, where there's food and drinks and whatnot. And then you have like the outside seating, which is seats or whatnot. So Victor and I are sitting outside in the seats, enjoying kind of the match. And I glance over to my left, and I see something. And I I see someone. I tap Victor on the shoulder, and I say, look to your left. You look to the left. Please tell your fans who you see. Uh, I looked to the left, and I saw Odell Beckham Jr. Who, by the way, was stuffing his face. Stuffing his face with, like, some type of steak option. I don't know what type of... No cutlery, just... Just mouthful of steak and greens <laughs> and string beans, but nah, and I told him to come over and we. But, but the fun, but the funny, not to the funny thing is, you look over at a normal. And this is how I know, this is how I know. I know you guys are like brothers. 
the average person would have been like, hey, Odell, and like waved, like you're waving a plane down, right? Or or you would have picked up your phone and called. You just turned around and just stared at him because he knew eventually he'd look at you. It's only a matter of time. He's and, and, and like a movie, I'm like a cannon. he's shoveling a heavy ass fork full of steak into his mouth when he happens to look to his right and he's like, he "Damn it!" Laughing, like, he's like, caught. "Yeah, he's like, you know what? Yeah, I got me." And you just motioned like, "Come on over," and he came over to the suite and spent the rest of the day with us. Talk a little bit because that's always funny to me, right? And it's like the gift and the curse of playing in New York. Everything's always about drama. Oh, you know, like can they play together and all this stuff? And you've heard that your entire career since he's been in the league. Like, talk to people about, like, your relationship. I don't think people understand, like, off the field, like, how close you guys really are. Yeah, we really are, like, brothers, man. I mean, I talk to him every day. He's even, you know, connected me and helped me through my rehab process, believe it or not, hooking me up with a couple doctors that can just work on my body and get me back to form. And that's part of the reason why I feel so great right now is because of, because of the things that we've done outside, you know, when no one's watching. And, um... I'm just trying to, you know, teach him, you know, continue to teach him, not verbally, but just with my actions and how to go about certain certain business and how to do certain things because, you know, he has an opportunity opportunity to be a great player and a great person, and uh, I just want to be able to facilitate that. But he's my guy, man. We we kick it all the time. We do pretty much everything together on and off the field. You shared a moment, um, I believe it was a Jets game, in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And you ran out to the opposite end zone and kind of took a knee and, 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 you know, said your prayer or whatever it is that you, you know, your ritual. Um, and you guys shared a moment. Like, again, I won't ask you what was said, but can you talk about that a little bit, what that was like? Man, that moment was dope because I knew that nobody, you know, aside from myself, nobody wanted me on that field more than him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nobody wanted to play with me, uh, pause more than him because it was something that's been on his mind since he got here, you know, since he mm-hmm. was drafted by us. So... It was always been a part of the process for us to be together, play together, and kind of take it from there. So, you know, nobody wanted this more than him. He just embraced me and and uh, in the end zone and, and shared a word, and, and we got right to business. How much have you guys actually played together? Like, has and it been a lot, right? Like Two games? What's it been two like? Two and a half games, something wow, like that. Wow, <laughs> it's crazy. Wow. It's crazy, but we're going to get a heavy dose. And shout out to young Shep, Sterling Shepard. He's a... He's such a kid, man. man. Oh, man. Yeah, talk about the rookies, man. Talk about the rookies in training camp, man. These rookies, (laughs) shout out to Coach Henry. As as my Coach Henry would say, these rookies ate their books and read their lunch. Okay. Ate their books and read their lunch. These kids, they said that that's what they did in school. They they read their lunch and ate their books. Yo, it's hysterical, man. But these kids are great. They're just... Excited to play football, excited to be in the National Football League, and it'll be interesting to see them come five, six years from now and see how they how they grow and how they become professionals and, and see where, where life takes them. What would you say your role, aside from obviously, you know, running amazing routes and catching passes and scoring touchdowns and, and all of that stuff, you're one of the elder statesmen on this team now, right? Like, you're a veteran. Is that yeah, weird to you? Is that easy with the elder? Is <laughs> yeah. with the elder part of that? Does it fuck you out? Like, are you seeing the young guys and being like, these yeah, young guys? Man, I'm like, look at you, young one. How old are you? You know what I mean? How old are you? How old are you, boy? Come here, look at my eyes, boy. You look 19. <laughs> Pick your pants up, boy. Pick your pants up, boy. Anywhere. Oh, man. But it's, it's you know, I'm definitely OG. You know you're, you know you're an OG in the locker room, right? When um, dudes come up to you, younger dudes come up to you, it's like, man, like, how'd you do it, you know, so long ago? <laughs> long ago? You were free agent, right? Like, they're asking me, and I was like, yo, like, I know it was a different era, but how did you figure oh, out different era? <laughs> Seven years, though? Different era. Like, what are you talking about? Oh, man. So it's funny just to have those conversations with them, man. It's, it's hysterical. It's like, um, you've met my son. My son Jordan's 11 years old. Jordan went up. If you listen to this, he told me the other day. He's like, Dad, back in your day in the 20s. In the, t- the 1920s? <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> what am I, 400? <laughs> the 1920s, Dad, back in your days in the 20s. Like, I didn't know whether to laugh or cry, man. I was like, Come on, man. Like, That's too funny, man. Um, so what are you excited about? Like, who are you excited about on the team? What are you excited about? Like... 
you know, I'm excited about a lot of things. I feel like there's a lot of opportunity this year. It's a ton of opportunities. Right? I feel like Eli has the. I mean, they asked me the other day, do you think Eli has enough tools to be an MVP, to have an MVP like okay. season? And I said, absolutely. Okay, yeah. but I'm going to stop you there. Was that absolutely because that's your man and you're, that's how you roll as a teammate and you're always going to hold your man down? Or did you really believe, like, absolutely from what you're seeing? Daniel? I mean, yeah. I, I think it's both. Of course. Right? Obviously, but I think on top of him being my man's and then seeing how we look on, on the field during these practices and how everyone's getting touches and, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How we're distributing the football. I mean, it's, it's impossible to, like, guard one person. I mean, to mm-hmm. just... You can't guard every. You can't double team everyone. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a one-on-one matchup somewhere out there on that field. It's just a matter of Eli can pick it out or not. And if anybody knows Eli, he's a student of the game and he can figure that out each and every time. You know what's funny? And you and I, you, you and I have had this conversation off the show. I told you I was watching the pregame of the Buffalo preseason game, and it was like our first road game, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And they were showing you guys arriving in the arena, and it was like. You know, you're wearing like, you know, probably some kith pants or whatever with a regular shirt. <laughs> and like Odell's wearing like shorts and a button down or whatever. And everyone's like in sweats. And then they show Eli. Eli's in some khakis with a tucked in, with a tucked in button up shirt with his briefcase. Posture was looking fantastic. fantastic. Like, was he was in, oh, it was phenomenal. He was in mid season form. Yeah, listen. On the side. Eli was in mid season form. Can we talk about Eli's style a little bit? Like, what would you describe that as? I think it's just him. <laughs> you know, it's just Eli being Eli, man. I, I, uh, you know, I recently put a segment, you know, it's kind of been on hiatus, but it's called Eli Doing Things. It's on my Snapchat. <laughs> yes, I've seen that, yes. And uh, my Snapchat isn't public. It's for my friends and fam only. Uh, but it's pretty hysterical because you would never see Eli doing some of these things like arm workouts and like stretching his quad or things like that. And I just... I got to capture those moments for the people, man, because that's what they want. That's what they crave. They crave. <laughs> <laughs> they crave those moments, man, when Eli is as vulnerable as anybody else. We were talking about, I just saw the, uh, I th- honestly, I'm not trying to be funny. I thought it was a spoof and it was Eli and Peyton watching game tape. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Eli is eating chips. Apparently it's like his, part of his lunch, up. right? Exactly. And Peyton's kind of like, dude, like. Do you have to chew so loud? Like, you spend time with both of them, with Peyton and Eli. By the way, they have an amazing commercial right now if you haven't seen it. But you spend time with both of them. Like, is that their dynamic? Is that their relationship? Like, the Mannings? Like, I want to hang out with the Mannings That's one day. 1,000% like. their relationship, man. <laughs> they joke on each other. They laugh. They kick it. Peyton, that's... De- that would have happened if that camera wasn't in the room. Like, that was happening regardless. He looked, he looked at him and said, you're killing me with this. What are you doing? He's like, dude, I'm, I'm hungry. I'm just trying to get a meal. I'm just trying to eat. eat. <laughs> you know, it's hysterical. But those two dudes, they, they, they figured it out, man. They know how to have a good time. They know how to do it the right way. And they, they represented the NFL pretty much, in my opinion, their entire careers. They represented the upper echelon of what the NFL is, especially at the quarterback position. Absolutely. Transitioning. Mm-hmm. So we've talked a lot about, you know, your preseason, you know, current day, coming up with Dallas, how you feel about the team and whatnot. Let's talk about off the field a little bit. Okay. What's going on with you off the field? You know, it's been well documented and it sometimes bites you on the ass on Instagram and your comments. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a lot going on off the field, right? Like um, you have other interests and whatnot. What, what's going on with you off the field? What are you excited about? What are you looking forward to? Whether um, it's you personally or just other things you're interested in? What, what you I'm excited about? about, I mean, I have some fashion things that are in the works as far as collaborations are concerned, as far as. Um, my relationships that I've formed over the years that are coming to fruition and we're actually starting to do some work together. Um, and, you know, it's just it's just working out well. Football is kind of the priority right now because of the, you know, the process and the, where I'm mm-hmm. at with my rehab and all of that good stuff. Um, but off the field has been very, very fruitful and it's only going to continue to go forward as we begin to... Uh, 
to excel here and I continue to get back to, to football form. So you can kind of also give us a little, whatever you can speak on, a little sneak peek. Uh-huh. There's an event going on on Tuesday by both of our good friend, Mr. Ronnie Feig. Oh, man. Um, he's having his first fashion show. Ronnie, what up? If you're, not if you're listening. I know you're listening. <laughs> um, Kithland. Kithland is going to be fantastic. See, I'm about I'm to get on my, I got my hands folded here. I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling very political right now. I'm going... Kithland is going to be one of the best shows that you pe- that you guys have, have ever seen. That whoa 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 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. ever ever just in terms of not the product not I'm not the product is amazing it, that'll amazing. speak for itself right, no doubt for itself. no doubt but how he's creating a he wants to put you in his world for that moment for that you know I can't even say how long it's it's a lengthy show I'll leave it at that. But for in that moment, he's going to put you inside of Kith. That's why it's called Kith Land, because he's going to put you, you know, exactly where his mindset is when he thinks of Kith and he thinks of his brand. Um, he's going to pull you into that world. And I think it's just, in my opinion, it's long overdue. He should have done this a long time ago. But I felt like, you know, now the time is right. And he's really going to take the world by storm. And I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to... Throw on a couple of those pieces for the show, RF. Send that package over, man. I got. If you need my address, I can just resend that. That's, <laughs> that's no problem. I'll shoot you a text later. You're not like, in the, the show, show, though, right? I'm not in the show. No. When's the show? Uh, the show September 13th. Yeah, Tuesday. Yeah, I was gonna be. Tuesday. Gonna be honest with you. I was gonna question my friendship with RF if you was in the show <laughs> and I wasn't. <laughs> Um, because Naturally, because I know because I know I won't throw the number out to give anything away, but I know you told me how many looks there were in the mm-hmm, show, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can't get one well, look. I can't get one look. You can get one. Like like, uh, like I don't even got like a, I can't carry a bag. <laughs> like, I can't carry a bag down <laughs> the runway. Or give you a mask. So Come you, on. You gotta, they don't even have to know it's you. Come on, so you man. Can like, get a look. I'm talking about. So I need your help with something. Talk to me. Earlier today, mm-hmm. right, I was home minding my business, getting ready to come into, you know, to record the show, and I had my music on, my iTunes on shuffle, and um, Notorious Thugs comes on. Oh, here we go. Right? Okay. Notorious Thugs comes on, and as you know, if you don't know, uh, it's Biggie and Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's Bone and Biggie, Biggie. Right? Armed and Biggie, Dangerous, ain't too many that can bang with us, you know what I'm saying? Like... Like legendary, and I thought to myself, I love Big's verse, and then it's like, where are you going with this? Wah, wah, wah. Like after Biggie's done, after Big's, Big's verse. So I tweeted, just yes. thinking, you know, what I'm saying, like Kanye says, I'm on TV talking like it's just you and me, right? I tweeted like, you know what? Notorious Thugs would be the best song ever. Until Bone Thugs and Harmony starts rapping. Ouch! Is that that was your actual tweet? It was. Man. And that's before I started drinking the dark. Before I started drinking the dark. When I tell you all of Cleveland is on my ass right now on my mentions, can we talk? You know the song. I know the song very well. I'm gonna put you on the spot. I never put you on the spot. I normally protect you from the spot. You trying to tell me there isn't a cliff that that track jumps off of once Big's verse is over? I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna take, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take a moment. We gotta process the song. But in, in all honesty, man, there's a very large cliff that goes off. That's, that's why you're my guy, Vic. That's why you're my guy, man. And don't get it. I mean, just to cover all bases here. Both us are extremely talented rappers. Absolutely. Not to just take anything away from them. Absolutely. But two things. A, that big verse is just Come monstrous. Come on, man. Arms and dangerous. Can't too many hand bang with us. Woo! <laughs> like, he was talking crazy on that. And then... And So-called then, beef with Chino who? Come but, on, but, man. But the crazy thing is, Pete, I can't even recite any of the Bone Thugs lip. I can't, say, I can't say it's dope if I don't know what they're saying. Exactly. What I told my peoples is my Cleveland people got on my neck immediately. I said... They sh- amazing on the hook. Amazing. Amazing. Hook. Bonin, baby, baby. Amazing. Bonin, amazing. Then I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> Someone got out me on Twitter was like, yo, Biggie got washed, crazy, washed. So I'm like, which one's crazy? Which one's crazy and what did he say? There it is. Can you, can you fast forward to the, to the Bone Thugs verse? 
what time code? I don't, I don't know. Let's go to like the minute 30 mark, maybe? Let's try, they should have just kept it there. <laughs> Keep it in pocket. <laughs> Big should have added another verse or two to this. There's probably... Go forward more. There's probably a version. Ain't too many can bang with us. No Angel Dutt. Label us notorious. Come on, man. It's a classic song. So where is the official clip? I'm going to show you. I'm going to point at the clip right now. Right? This vibe feels good right now, right? Like, okay. All the things that we do. Okay. Look at all of us. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Wait for it. Did you get a talking what? I fell into the water. The clip of off the clip and then sliding down. What? You know what? We're not going to do this. <laughs> that's unacceptable. Like, come on, man. Thank you, Al. Just to be clear, just to be clear, guys, so everyone's clear that's listening to the show right now. You love Cleveland? VR is on his stage. <laughs> She's so, a heavy pour, too. I'm just going to put a disclaimer out there that whatever he says is not a direct reflection of its <laughs> properties. No, we're about to get it popping up in here. Yeah. Speaking hey, of popping, I want to, to I want to make a slight, slight, uh, slight transition. Yeah, normally, I didn't tell you. This normally works well. That's I didn't not tell you well about this. I didn't. I didn't. This is completely impromptu. You can edit this out, right, producer? Right. Whatever is about to come out of it. Producer understands that this is a very serious topic, and he will not edit it out. Um, he will actually edit it to make it sound <laughs> even more fantastic. Um, but I wanted to. I rarely do this, and I, I, this is something that's very, very different for me, but I want to get into my personal life a little bit. Just a hair. Oh. Right? Just a hair. You know, hey, listen. And the floor is yours. Talk to me. I would like to just, I mean, if anybody follows Hot 97 or Peter Rosenberg in the morning or whatever the case may be. Which, by the way, I have no idea where you're going no, right no now. Clue. No, I'm super nervous. Gotcha. But go ahead. Okay. Gotcha. Your show. Um, <laughs> thank you for that subtle <laughs> So, Peter Rosenberg was on the radio, I believe it was two days ago, and made a reference to me being single, to Odell, Beckham, and I, something along the lines of those two guys being in the streets single would be a problem. Mm, okay. And then they put out an article saying that rumor has it, Victor and his, you know, fiance are no longer together, and whatever the case may be. So I wanted to clarify right here on, I mean, what better platform, what better setting, than the Victor Cruz show to announce, you know, the news of Victor Cruz. That I am a single man. I am no longer um, <laughs> with the mother of, of my child. Um, oh. Although Kennedy Cruz will be taken care of with the <laughs> utmost love. And, uh, but I just wanted to, you know, kind of just make that clear and just end all the rumors and end everything that's, that's out here that's been going on. And just, you hear from the horse's mouth himself. But we are good. Just to be clear, though, no one. This isn't not disgruntled. Neither of us are. We're moving on properly. We're moving on amicably, and we're gonna raise our daughter, you know, together as a as a union. But uh, but just not romantically at this moment. Um, he's not drinking. Nope. I'm, You're not I'm drinking. You're drinking water. water. You're drinking water. We won't name the brand because they are not sponsoring the it show. Um, Where do you go from here? Wow. It, let's back up before you even answer that question <clears throat> I won't say you're a very guarded person but you're a very private person mm-hmm. right um, the people have only known you you've grown up in a relationship right it's mm-hmm. been public pretty much her and I have been together uh, for about 11-12 years okay um, how you feeling today? You feeling good? You feeling what's your vibe um, like? To be honest, man, I feel I feel great, and, okay, and that's good. no shade or no, no slight to all. anyone not that I wasn't great before. And right. I'm trying to make a comparison. I'm just speaking, strictly speaking, on how I feel right in this moment. And I feel fantastic. I'm in the best shape of my life. I'm about to resume my football career that I've missed for over two years. I'm, you know just have an amazing relationship with my daughter when, you know, we do everything together. She, she, was just, she just had a big day yesterday. Yes. Talk know, about that a little bit. She had a fashion <clears throat> show yesterday with Haddad brand. If anybody knows about Haddad, mm-hmm. they own uh, all the kids uh, apparel lines for Jordan and Nike and Converse and Hurley. And uh, she went out there and, you know, just did her thing. Just exuding all the greatness that her dad put in her bloodstream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but she has a blast with that stuff, man, and she really looks forward to it, and she really has a good time with it. And 
you know, it's an excuse for me not to buy her outfits because Nike drapes her and that stuff and lets her keep it. No doubt. So that's always a, a silver lining there. But, um, but yeah, man, she's just, you know, she's she's my heart, and I want to continue to grow in our relationship, which is steady growing. Yeah. You know, um, you know what I love about this show is you never know who will stop in and say hello. As Victor and I are recording this show, a friend of the program just tries to pass by with a bag of popcorn and throw a peace sign up. Um, if you've heard me speak before, you follow me on social. You've heard Vic speak before, you follow him on social. Our brother Omar Johnson, CMO of Beats by Dre. Oh, what up, man? What up? I'm here. <laughs> I'm trying to sneak out. Oh, try to hit us with a peace sign like, yo, what's good, yo? What's good, man? What brings you to New York, man? I've got this great bag. Hopefully this company is something. No, no, they didn't, cut the they didn't cut the check to sponsor the show. We're not going to name any good. brands. So they were in Oh, what up, man? I'm good. I'm here for, I'm here for Fashion Week. I'm here for the U.S. Open. Um, I'm in a company of good people. I got my brother over here, Big Cruz. I got you. I'm good. You know what? You know what? What's one thing? You want to talk thing? about Serena losing now? You want to save that? No, we're not going to bring that right now. Not right now. Okay. Not right now. We're not going to okay. do that. Dude, one thing I... the greatest of all time. 1,000. Yeah. This is, this is that's, that's, that's the start. That's right there. One, one thing I absolutely love about my circle of family, and I call them family and not friends, um, deliberately or on purpose, is... Everyone has their own thing going on. Omar runs a who knows how many billion dollars, you know, brand, and Vic's a professional athlete, and LeBron's LeBron. There's not one person that hasn't hit me and been like, how's our guy Vic doing? You know, like, oh, hit me not too long ago, and oh, that's O's phone going off, by the way, because Vic <laughs> and I would have our phone on vibrate. But in his defense, he didn't know he was going to be on the show. We just called him in. Um... I love that. Like, I love that the crew looks out for one another. It's always like, yo, is Vic good? Is, does he need anything? What not? Like, do you feel that love? Do you feel like LeBron posted the post of the day, I mean, like, randomly? Like, I definitely feel that love. And, and the best part of it is that, you know, I don't, I, I don't speak to LeBron every day. You know, I don't speak to Omar every day. Like, we speak, you know, whenever we see each other or whenever we have a account where we're thinking about one another. I'm in the same area, same state, same city. We hit each other up to check up on each other and make sure everybody's good. So, for them to be uh, thinking about me and to be having you know having me on their brain to make sure I'm good and to make sure because they know how much I've worked and battled and and fought to get back to this to this place. So it's just uh, it's humbling to have you know people like LeBron post you and, and have really kind words to say and uh, and have you top of mind. It's dope. You know what's crazy? I think when when everybody's asking. If you're good, no one's even thinking about sports. Mm-hmm. Like, 100%. Everyone's like, is Vic good? Is our guy good? Is he good mentally? Is he happy? Is he smiling? The sports is, obviously, we know how much we love sports, so we get it. But I'm sure when Bron says it, when I say it, Ron, anybody in the circle mm-hmm. says it, we're just checking on you. Exactly. And same thing when y'all check on, on, on us. It's the same kind of love. So... You know, it's thrilling to see you get back to what you love. Like, we're all going to be excited mm-hmm. to see you back. Like, Sunday, we're all like, we're making appointments, <laughs> clearing schedules. That's what's so up. So we can sit down and, and just be in a place where we can watch. And that's the icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Pete knows this is all about you as a person. And that's, that's what I love about the crew. It's like, it's about the people. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody does something special. Pete does special stuff. Braun does, you do. Everybody does something special. But more and more, we care about the people above and beyond what they do. What they do is just icing on the cake. Exactly. Oh, you're always on to, like, what's next. What you excited about? Whether it's Fashion Week this week, whether it's brands, whether it's, you know, a young artist potentially out of Brooklyn. You and I have had that conversation. <laughs> what you excited about these days, man? Wow. That's a crazy question. Um, from a music perspective, the city feels like it's coming back. Like I'm starting to feel like I'm looking at the I'm starting to feel like the cities that that chip that was on our shoulder for a while is coming back. So I'm excited about music right now, especially what's coming out of the city. Um, I don't know if I'm excited or, or a little bit afraid of how how much I'm seeing Caribbean music culture come into pop music culture. Um, and I say I love it because 
all of us between our Latin American roots and our Caribbean roots, we have it and we love it, so we know what it really is. Mm -hmm. The scary part for me is I don't think these kids really get it. Exactly. When they hear everyone falls in love, or they hear something that comes from bachata, or something that comes from something that's yeah, you said that with a lot of bachata. That came from somewhere, man. That just shows you how much he tried. <laughs> <laughs> that just shows you. It, it just flew out there too. Bachata. So you know, scary part is I don't know if these kids really understand where he's coming from. So I'm excited about it, mm-hmm. but it's also one of those things where I want kids to really understand where comes from because those music cultures have contributed a lot. They gave us Biggie Smalls. They gave us a lot of things in this world and it always scares me when the kids don't know that. Exactly. You know what I mean? Oh, not to put you on the spot, man. Like I said, you literally were like sneaking on by. I'm excited about some sports stuff. Talk Talk to me. Go ahead. Talk to me. What you excited about? What you excited about? You know, having this guy back, having the other guy on the other side of the field, First game of the season. I'm excited about what the season can bring. The season, there's no sport like football. It's anybody's Super Bowl machine. A thousand percent. So, that I'm super excited about. I'm excited about the NBA. I'm excited about, you know, as much as we got our guy, Braun, it's interesting seeing what's going on on the opposite side on the West Coast, mm-hmm. watching that thing evolve. Makes look like they trying to put together a side. At least I'm going to want to go watch the game. They had, they definitely put some piece together to make you want to go. You're supposed to the game, right? Who? <laughs> Don't do this, man. Who's, who was this? I'm sorry, I was about to say who. Are you moving on? Are you not, on? Are you not excited about attending a league game this year? <laughs> no animals were harmed and, and whatever that was you heard in the background I'm excited to attend a Nick game the Cavs are in town I believe twice this year um, no listen I, I, you know I'm glad you brought that up my friends give me a lot of shit because you know I'm obviously born and raised in New York and, and I'm a Cavs fan but what I tell all my peoples are is if, if my brother on my left right here, Victor Cruz, went and played for the Wichita Shockers, I'd be a Wichita Shockers fan. And if Omar Johnson left Beats and went and worked for whatever brand, I'd be a fan of that brand. I believe in people. I want the Knicks to be good. Like, I really want the Knicks to be good. I want them to put a product out there. So it's why like, don't you go see the Knicks play the Utah Jazz? Listen, I won't. I won't see anyone play the Utah Jazz. Let's just be clear on that. Let's be clear on that. And I have a couple of dollars in my pocket. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you can name four Utah Jazz players right now. Gordon Hayward. One. Uh, give me a second. Because <laughs> you came out the gate strong. You came out the gate strong. Like Gordon Hayward. Okay. One. Wait, Ricky Rubio doesn't play for them. He does not. He's a Minnesota Timberwolves. One. Two. <laughs> you know, they always have kind of if you say Carmelo or, or John Stockton, this show is I over. Don't <laughs> He's doing something in the NBA. <laughs> he goes with it to you. You're New York Knicks. Oh, that's right. He's the head coach of New York Knicks. That's right. That's right. Notice all the background noise starting. I, I don't know. I don't know. What's, we've lost. That's the sound of the train coming off the tracks right now. That's the sound of the train coming off the tracks. Over under. Gonna hold you to it. Talk to me. Knicks wins this year. Over yeah. under forty. No, you said it. Over under forty. I'll go under. Under forty eight. I'll, I'll go under. Wow. It's only eighty two. Yeah. I'm, no, I think they. I think they get over. Not much. Not by much. You're but pro- I think they're over 500. You're, pro- over you're protecting those Hollywood courtside seats, and I respect it. I, honest, I, I, I honestly respect it. You know why? Because I'm, I'm normally there with you. I, can, I, can I respect it. I can go on them and say they'll get the AC. You know what? Wow. You're trying, to get, you're trying to get spike seats now, and I respect the hell out of that. I respect the hell out of that. I do. I firmly believe that they... If they don't make it, they'll be in a heavy competition for a spot in the playoffs. You think they make the playoffs? Then they do. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I'm interested. They got a shot. They got a oh, shot. Omar, like, you're like Brooklyn, born and bred, spent some time in Atlanta, out in L.A. Like, like who, who's, who's like the home team for you? Like, who are you rooting for? Unfortunately, it's still the Knicks. <laughs> I'm a Brooklyn kid. Anybody who's over 40 who says they're Brooklyn Nets fans are liar. 
both things. You just, facts. Just you're a liar. Facts. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I still, I literally bought a Daniel Arsham constructed Patrick Ewing jersey. Oh wow! Yeah, exactly. The casted one. That yeah, does? I did. That's, that's dope. Yeah, that's no, dope. That's a lot of money for for a Nick jersey, right? Listen, if you guys are feeling poor listening to this show right now, you can only imagine how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> These two rich dudes to my left right now talking about commissioned art and stuff like that. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a hard pivot right now because I've I've you're my both of you guys are my brothers. I talk again, you and I daily. Oh, you and I have traveled the world together. I'm gonna ask you guys a question. Neither one of you know where it's coming. What is the best? Party. Oh man. The best party both of you have attended. Wow. Think about that for a second. What's the rating on this show? (laughs) (laughs) It's Vic's show, I don't know. It's Vic's show. We can put you out and post. (laughs) What's the the best party? And I ask this question just because we always I feel like every time we're together it's a party. We have a great time, but like what's the best See, I'm, 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 I haven't been to like. There's still some bucket list places for me that I okay. want to go to. Central Pay, Ibiza, like places like that. There's some of those parties are like. Can't even explain it. Like you party till like Tuesday in those places. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Like it doesn't yeah. end. Yeah. Um, but the best party that I've been to was in Milan, Italy, and I forget the name of the venue, but it was just it wasn't. You know, it was like us, it was like three of us maybe, but it was just the vibe in there. It was mm. packed, but it wasn't overwhelming. Everyone was dancing. It's one of those parties where you're gonna sweat. Like you're not you're not gonna be cool in New York and be in the cut with a drink mm. on the wall. Like you're gonna dance, you're gonna sweat, and you're gonna like every minute of it. And it was like that for four hours. In Milan. In Milan. Okay. Indoor outdoor club kind of spot and it was just like and to almost point, West Indian music, Jamaican, reggae, like just that whole vibe mixed in with the hip hop and everything well, else. Well, I can ask you this now. I officially can ask you this because you're a single guy. You made that announcement. I did. What were like, yeah. what were, were, were like attractive young ladies there? Like, but there were a lot of attractive women around. Okay. I would just say that okay. there were more women around than men. Oh, I like that. You know, I like that ratio. Okay. Okay. As far as the ratio is concerned. Oh, best party you've ever been to. And by the way, and I don't want to steal your thunder because this may be it. <laughs> this is why I always say I need regular friends. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I hit O one day. I don't know if he remembers this. I think it was New Year's. And I was like, you know, like, you're a little tipsy. And I, like, you guys are, I don't, I hope this comes across. You guys are like my brothers. Like, I don't have, like, bl- I don't have a blood brother. Like, I have yeah. three sisters. You guys are my brothers. Like, and I hit old, the same way I hit you. Like, yo, happy new year. Proud of everything you've accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know, let's make it happen. An even bigger year, you know. And oh, was like, oh, what's up? God bless you. Blah, blah, blah. Where you at? I'm like. Just in my living room with my family, you know, <laughs> eating a little Beth Neal and some tortones. Why? Where you at, brother? He's like, cool, cool. On Puff's boat right now. I'm like, whose boat? The Puff, you know. Yeah. You might know him as Sean Combs. Exactly. On his boat right now, which is, you know, sipping a, sip a little ace. <laughs> a little what? The ace of spades. Was that St. Bart? Was that was that St. Bart? What was that? That was St. Bart. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen. Different levels, man. It's levels, man. It's crazy. Oh, best party you ever been to? Um, two of the best parties I've ever been to have been stuff with Puff. Like he drove. Ain't no party like a Diddy party, man. Uncle Puff, like this is the way he does it. And you dance. It's the right music. It's the right people. It's the right set. Everything's there. Everybody's vibing. And. As you know, I mean, we do a lot of events. So there's mm-hmm. always parties where we're of course. always in a lot of parties, but we don't get the party. Right. right. It's work. Right. right. It's work. You go, yeah. right. we don't get the party where I got to carry you out. Right. Exactly. Right. And, you know, as much as the world's not supposed to know that happens at times, those, those nights yep. are good night. They happen at certain yep. times. And um, I don't know if it's one. There's one in this house that was amazing, and then there was one that that same bots party you're talking about was epic. It was on a big boat, the biggest boat. Actually, it was probably the biggest boat there. 
Wow. By the way, again, if you're feeling poor, Stop. I've never felt more poor in my life. Stop. And when I told this man, I was in my living room just chilling with my family, eating some pernil and totones, and I was like, cool, cool, cool. I'm over here eating like raw, like rare oysters. Not raw, yeah, rare oysters. boat catching the fish. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done right now. Oh, it's our first, actually, it's like our first, like, guest. We've never had a guest on the show. Wow. Oh, no, we've had Peter Rosenberg. Okay, okay, we got Rosenberg, but he's our first unannounced guest, like, yes, stopping by and kind of, like, crashing the show. I take that time. It's your style. Take, take that time. time. Oh, before we leave, oh, and what are you excited about? What's going on? Where can people follow you? Like, talk to us, man. Like, iPhone 7. Just remember Apple. iPhone <laughs> 7. Is you know pre-order yours now. Mine's already pre-ordered by the way. Mine fast. Absolutely. I'm, I'm that. Did you go seven or seven plus? Seven plus, Papa. I don't do anything. Dual else. camera. It's a certain caliber. Did you go shiny gloss or what you go with? I what went color? with the matte black. Ooh, that's your style. That's smart. That's your style. Smart move. That's your style. Veteran. Veteran move. Same here. Apple iPhone Seven. I got both. Um, I bought the glossy matte seven plus, and then I bought the small matte black. Oh, you, got two, you got both two phones? <laughs> got the, the iPhone 7 Plus and the regular work, iPhone 7? Once for business. I mean, once for work, once for personal. Okay. 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 Um, Just to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> trying to keep it separate. Um, we have some new Beats launching. Okay. Beats X. Those are launching really, really soon. Come, and there's a monster spot coming out to launch that, so look out for that new spot. And there's a big sports anthem that we're making right now. So, you know, by the time this gets on there, it won't be done yet. But just know I said it here first. Okay. Big. Okay. You know. Well, you talking about the spot? Yeah, the spot. I'm going to shave this my hand. It's like, you know, I'm announcing it on the show because I'm hoping that Mr. Cruz blesses us with his presence in this thing. Talk to me. Um, this is it's, it's going to end up being beats, peace, day resistance. Like it's going to be something special for us. So, okay. um, yo, chill out. I don't need Tim Cook shutting this show down. Like, <laughs> no, like no, are we no, talk no, about no, stuff. No, yeah. <laughs> it's something big coming, and if okay. it's big, the fans got to be a part of it. So, I love it. You know, I'm just love. recruiting big right now in public. So I can make my my, my private meet a lot easier. Right? <laughs> you know, like everyone's waiting for you to say, Vic, if you win. You know, that, that's what I'm excited about, actually. PR. That's I'm excited about that spot because we've been quiet as a as a brand for a little bit, and I'm feeling really good about what's gonna happen with that. We're about to we're about to break the mold again. That's just, that, that's all that means, man. But. Oh, we want to thank you for coming by as impromptu as oh. this was. We appreciate it. Appreciate you coming through, brother. Absolutely. Oh, um, continue to be great. PR, continue to crash my show because <laughs> I really don't know how he gets in here. He's fight of the crash at the same time. This is, rid- this is ridiculous. Oh, man. But, uh, but thank you, O, again for coming through. Thank you, PR, producer E. Uh, we appreciate you. This is the Victor Cruz Show, PR. Vic, before you go, you up, right? Sunday. No, before you go. He was closing. He was closing. I'm gonna stop him. What is it, Pete? Sunday. Sunday. We're really as fans. We're excited. Sunday. What can we expect Sunday against the Dallas Cowboys season opener, 2016-17 NFL season? Listen, man. If if anyone is watching on Sunday, the last time that I was out there against the Dallas Cowboys in, in the home opener. I had eight catches for 143. Oh, talk that talk. Talk that talk, man. Vic, talk that talk. I'm just saying. Woo! You can accompany that with three touchdowns. (laughs) You got to follow that with a Ric Flair. Woo! I'm only reading with Wikipedia. I'm not. This is not gloating. I'm not gloating. This is what Wikipedia said. So I just I'm 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 ready and, and I'm excited for this moment and, and I've waited for this for a very very long time and um, and uh, you know giant season has come back and Victor Cruz has come back and I'm excited to be back so let's do this we here let's do it man listen the city's been waiting for you man take us home Vic yo this is the Victor Cruz show thank you very very much shout out to Big Blue United. Shout out to PR. Shout out to Rolling with the Winners. Shout out to Strive for Greatness. And we out of here. Peace.
A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. 